Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to a Tuesday night flight with the Sideline Junkies. Got Bernard. What's up, Junie? What's up, brother? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, of course, it's me. It's me. It's the big guy, KG. We waiting on Delonte and BJ to join us. But we got a heavy, heavy show tonight. Uh, this first half is mostly Wizards talk. A lot of moves and, or should I say, moving and shaking from our local team. The interim tag has been removed from Tommy Shepard. So... Congratulations on finally getting the job officially. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, there, Joni? I think it's a good pickup. I mean, I think it's a good move. Thomas Shepard, I think I, I, we're going to see. We, he already started making moves. So yeah. let's see what we got. Yeah, and one of his first moves, one of his first moves was to hire Sashi Brown and John Thompson III. So that was one of his first moves. For anybody that's not familiar with Sashi Brown, uh, he's, uh, I'll, I'll say, local because he went to Hampton University, you know, down in Hampton, Virginia. Not the real HU, but, you know, wow. Hampton University. Wait, 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 a- wait, 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 wait. Let's back that up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You mean the real HU. Let's go. Proceed. Not a real H you up on Georgia Avenue, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> uh, he earned a bachelor's degree from Hampton. From Hampton, and, <laughs> and he has a jur a juris doctorate degree from Harvard Law School. So very smart gentleman. Uh, he also has a background in sports. He was a front office executive. From uh, 2005 to 2012, he led counsel for the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL. He also worked for the Cleveland Browns of the NFL before coming over. And this year, he was hired as chief planning and operations officer for Ted Leonz's company, Monumental Sports and Entertainment. And, of course, that includes the Wizards, the Mystics, and the Capital City Go-Go. But before I move on, we got Delonte, we got BJ. Good evening, gentlemen. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, junkies? What's going on? Good to have everybody here. Everything's cool, man. Uh, just talking about. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just about to say, I see we, you know, diving into talking about Lil Wizards. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, you know, congratulating Tommy Shepard on having the interim tag removed. That was absolutely. a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And. uh his first move was hiring JT3. Of course, we don't have to go into JT3 uh, background, former head coach of my Georgetown Hoyas, uh, son of the great John Thompson Jr. Very good inspiration here at the sideline junkies, one of our favorites. Uh, one, of the, one of the top inspirations uh, of the, the creation of this particular podcast. Indeed. Indeed. And he all with Sashi Brown. I was telling Junie, uh, he's from Hampton University, HU, but not the real HU. We, know, they <laughs> no, we all know the real HU is up on Georgia Avenue, so we're not even gonna get into that. Oh man, but uh, he has a very well put together background. Uh, he, he runs his own investment firm, he uh, he was an attorney at a private law firm here in DC, so he has roots here. And can't say this is a bad pick, uh, or I should say a bad hiring. So congratulations to him and JT3 on moving to the front office of the Wizards. Now. Absolutely. This is where Tommy Shepard kind of threw me for a loop. And uh, I'm kind of looking at him with the side eye. His first order of business is that he wants to sign Bradley Bill to a three million a three year one hundred and eleven million dollar contract extension. extension. <sighs> well mm-hmm. well uh, it, it's so much to talk about here. 
Um, but I, I want to touch on what the Wizards just did and what I what, what what kind of I equated to. You know, when you you've been going to a restaurant for a long time, and they have bad reviews on Yelp, bad reviews everywhere. They just got a bad reputation, and then you see that that magical sign under new management. Same place, but under new management. I think somebody finally got through to Ted Leonsis and said, this basketball team, the Washington Wizards, is an embarrassment. They're, they're a bottom dweller. There's no hope right now for this team. This team is a laughing stock. So it's good to see. I told, you know, on this podcast for the last two months, make Tommy Shepard the, the GM. Make Tommy Shepard the GM. He did that. Also brought some competent people with him. Good to see JC3 and this Shashi Brown. It, it, it's, it's being presented as we know it's a problem. We know it has to get fixed. Even Ted Leonsa said, if you, you can look on the interviews that all, all of them did, we want to make this a team that, that people don't want to play. You know, they, they're, they're trying to get out the bad blood. They're trying to get out the, the negative influences. I think that's a big reason why Dwight Howard was, was shipped out because of just the negative attention he brought to the team. I think if none of the other things happened, I think you would still see Dwight Howard in a Wizards uniform because you never really got to see him, John, and Bradley play together. Right. You never got to see that. So, um, Tommy Shepard, I like the moves he's making, and that, that brings me into the Bradley Bill situation. Um, I think we all we all know how this podcast feels about the Wizards, Bradley Bill, John Wall. Okay, I don't. Ha- I actually don't have a problem with the the Bill extension, the offer, and and, and uh, if you hear, if you listen to it, a lot of it is. They're just doing it out of respect to Bill. It was the Friday's the first day they're able to offer it to him. So they want to just go ahead and jump on it and be like, hey, we respect you. We know you're, you're coveted. And we don't want you to leave. We don't want to leave. We don't want you to leave and get nothing for you. So if you do end up leaving in the future, at least we can still get some, you know, meat and potatoes for you. So I understand the extension. And I think Brad has a lot to prove because this, I said it last podcast, this is shifting to Brad's team. This is Brad, this is Brad's team now. I don't think this is John's team no more because just because of all the attention, all the teams over the last month or two that's been trying to get Bradley built off the Wizards. I think that alone puts him the face of DC, which I think. I agree. I agree. You know, we, we talking about, you know, some young all-star, you know, um, you know, potential Olympian. Like I I I think uh I, I think it's is is well deserved for Brad, you know. And I think as far as John, you know, we tried, we tried, but it just didn't I, I don't think it, it panned out. And, and I don't think I don't think that's John's fault. I just think that's that. I think I could put that on Ernie Grunfeld. Oh yeah, just not yeah, just not building the team around John that he needed. Because like I said, now this is the nobody wants to come to DC. You know, nobody. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. They don't want to come. It is, they get picked to the Wizards and want to get. Move that fast. Don't even want to put a uniform and, on. And that's, I think that's why they're trying to change the image of people wanting to they, – they know they're going to have to build it from ground up. That's why I said I love the Hachimura – excuse me, the Hachimura um, pick. I love that because he, he – you, if you saw him in the Vegas Summer League, he got great energy. He's athletic. He got some moves. So I'm excited to see him. I am actually want to go to a game to see Hachimura. To see him play, he he looked really good. He got me excited about the Wizards and basketball. So I like that pick. And and I and I said it before. 
I like that they weren't pressured to take a name, the R.J. Uh, Barrett, because that's 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 who everybody thought they were going to they were going to choose. You know, and teams fall into that all the time, taking a brand name versus somebody that nobody knows. And you know, but I like the pick. So, is it this? This has got to be a Golden State project. Yeah, I think they have the right people in place. Um, I've been reading a lot on Twitter, um, a lot on the po- other podcasts, um, radio, you name it. A lot of fans feel like Tommy Shepard is kissing your sister. They feel like it's still Ernie influence. I, I don't think so. And me and KG talked about this on a podcast. I think that you have to give Tommy time to show you Tommy, to put the Tommy stamp on his team. Right now, it's still Ernie's stamp. Um, things are being cleaned up, but it's such a big mess. You know, you got the Mahimi contract. It's, everything's such a big mess. You have to just chip away at what you can. John's, John's not – they're not expecting John to play next year, which I think can be healthy for the Wizards. And this is nothing against John Wall. I think give John his time. He John's not 22 no more. You know, give him time to heal. You you John deserves that from the Wizards organization to give him when he's ready to come back. And when he's ready to come back, if he can get back to the old John Wall, which I think he can, because I, I I've been watching him work out. You look at his body, he he's not out of shape at all. Ready to go. I think, and I think he has a chip on his shoulder now because he's listening. And he hears everything that is being said about him. Washed up. He's done. That injury's gonna put set him back. So I think he's gonna come back more motivated than ever. Well, wait a minute, y'all time out. Um I'm a fans out there, mark your calendar. Uh July 23rd, 2019. Whenever you heard BJ of the sideline junkies. Say he's excited about the Washington Wizards. Mark your calendar and head to the game. I agree with that. <laughs> hey, you, you know something? You talked about Ted Leonsis. You know, he went out and he apologized for the product that's been put on the floor the last, what, 10, 12 years? Yep. And they haven't won 50 games, no 50, game, 50 win years. I mean, this team has been, you know, with the big three with Gil, Karan, and Antoine, I mean, they were on the cusp. And they just ran into LeBron and got cheated with the crab dribble game. Generational talent. You can't – I would be more upset if it was an Antoine Walker-led Celtics team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. you, can't be mad, you can't be mad that you ran into LeBron James. It's just the whole Eastern Conference has been punished – Ever since LeBron James been over here. Um, so you, you can't be mad at that. And I think the apology was old, man. I mean, it's it's been a really bad product besides John taking over games, speeding up and down the court, and then them drafting Bill, you know. But I heard that stat, what you just said, KG, about them not winning 50 games. And I'm just like, wow, I'm like, the Gilbert team didn't – any of the Gilbert teams didn't win 50 games? And you go back, the last time this team won 50 games was 1979. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. I'm just like, I just knew the Gilbert teams, Gilbert, Antoine, Cron, I just knew they, they, they hit 50. And they didn't, you know? So mm-hmm. Now, looking at the Wizards, uh, Ernie took over, what, 2003? That's when Jordan left, 2003? Yeah, something like that. Okay, from now, just bear with me. From 2003 until last year's draft, these are who, who you drafted. Steve Blake, Jarvis Hayes, Peter John Ramos, Devin Harris, who was shipped to Dallas, never played for the Wizards. Andre Blatch, Vladimir Verminko, Petrov, Dominic McGuire, Nick Young, Henry Walker, JaVale McGee, Jermaine Taylor, 
uh, Nemanja Benjelica, Lazar Haywood, John Wall, Shelvin Mack, Chris Singleton, Jan Vesely, Thomas Sadoransky, Bradley Beal. A complete strikeout. Mm-hmm. R.R. Salan, Kazemi, Otto Porter, Jordan Clarkson, Aaron White, Jerry and Grant, Isolf Sanon, and Troy Brown Jr. Those and are of, your draft picks the last 16 years. And and out of all those names, I, I, I didn't hear you say Bradley Bill getting drafted. Yeah, 2012. Okay. Uh, out of all those names, it's been 2012 since Bradley Bill got drafted? Yep. He coming up on year seven, year eight. Wow. Really. Okay. Out of all those names you drafted, it's only three names in there. That's still on the team. That's that's worth worth the picks. That's worth the picks. I'll give. I might give Javale McGee because they didn't develop him right. Right. You saw what he. You saw what he could do at Golden State. Right. They use. They use him to his potential. That's something that the Wizards don't do here for whatever reason. Player development is not one of the strong suits here. But John Wall, Bradley Bill, I like Troy Brown Jr. So you're telling me, and I hate to say this about Ernie Grunfield because he's a vet. He's been around for a long time. But those picks just sound like guest picks. Like no homework was done and draft night comes like, man, shit. I forgot all about this. Uh, <laughs> damn, I uh, just what's this kid right here? Pick him. Yep. I mean, but seriously, I mean, but you talking about all those names? I guarantee we we don't even have to do. We can pick three or four random teams, P- three or four random teams, and just go over their same draft history from the same time. I guarantee there's more names, more hitters in there than with the Wizards. Which you just read off. And this is part of the problem why now this team is going to probably be I'm, – I'm hoping I, – I hate to say it. I'm hoping they're a bottom dweller next year so they can be a top five, top four team. But I'm also hoping Bradley Beal comes in and proves that he can, he can run this team, which is going to make his value skyrocket. They got. I think he has two years left on this deal now. Mm-hmm. If uh, is it two years? Yeah, he got 2019, 20. Uh, did well 20, 2020 and two thousand twenty one. Yep, two years. I would, depending on how he's playing, if he's because they say that he doesn't. They're not expecting him. They're not rushing him to sign this deal. If he hasn't signed this deal by a certain, they have to give themselves a deadline. This is something that the media can't know about. It has to be internal. If he hasn't signed this dead this 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 extension by a certain time, then you have to look to move him either by the trade deadline or by next summer. It makes sense. If you get Bradley Bill off the team, you can go get you another you're gonna definitely be probably you should be, let me say that. You should be a top three or four pick with the mm-hmm. new system. Because this team's not gonna win. And I hate to say that because they got Isaiah Thomas. The potential to sell him for this team is, is, is nice. You know, you got an all-star in Isaiah Thomas. And Somebody he, and he got a lot to prove. A lot. A bunch of Have y'all seen him in his workouts? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. man. So you got Isaiah. You you basically replace an all-star with an all-star. John's not going to play. You got Isaiah in there. You got Brad. You got Hachimura. Thomas Bryant. They have a decent team on paper. I think if the team I think if the team plays to their potential, you're looking at a 7th or 8th seed. Because the East is the East isn't strong. It's wide open now. Everybody defected to the West. I mean, you got to worry about Milwaukee. Milwaukee well, just, sat at the top and looked down on everybody all season long. Well, we, we know they're not going to compete with Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia. You know, they, they're not going to compete with them. I'm not even but, sure about Boston. I think Detroit. I think Detroit. Boston. Detroit. I like Boston. I like Boston yes, with, with Kimball Walker. I like Boston with Kimball Walker. Kimball's Kimba, not selfish. Kimball's yeah, not going to quit. Yeah, he's not going to quit on their team. 
like somebody else. But <laughs> yeah, I, those are those are my top four teams in the West. Everybody else can fill out. I think, like like Junie said, Detroit getting Dirk Rose. They still got Reggie Jackson, don't they? If I'm not mistaken, they do. Mm-hmm. You got Blake. They got a nice uh, Andre Jones. They got a nice squad. They got a nice squad. And now it's just can can we put this together and put it on the court and make something happen? You know, I think you know Milwaukee and Philadelphia are your your two Eastern Eastern final participants right now. So, but we'll see. But the, the Wizards got a long climb to go. Yeah, they do. I will agree with that. But I'll be there to uh, watch some games though, because I'm I wanna I wanna see Hachimura. I wanna see, you know, I got I gotta kinda put up or shut up. And I've been talking junk about the Wizards for a while. So uh, I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna I'm gonna support. And I, I just I wanna see good things, but I know it has to be built from the ground up. It's no you're not gonna get no big name free agent to come here, you know, so you you know something, and I, I'm 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 spitballing here. Before we move on, you got to change coach. Your coaching it needs to be a coaching change because that's in order to change the the, the culture, you got to change the coach. And I'm gonna throw a name out there, and you guys are wizard fans, so let me know how y'all feel. Well, run it up. All right, Rick Mahorn. Hmm. Uh, I don't you know I actually think that and I know I've been 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 hard on Scott Brooks I actually think for right now since this team isn't going nowhere let Scott Brooks coach it out okay I mean because now I want you to say your other candidates but Right now, this team isn't going nowhere. I think if you had John, Bill, healthy, and this team had a chance to be top four, I would say, yes, I, I would like to see another coach. But that's not the case. We're talking about the highest potential for this team being a seventh or eighth seed. If they run on all cylinders, nobody gets hurt, everybody buys in, everybody, you know, jails, because you got – already, what, two or three new pieces on the team. Mm-hmm. So, they all had to jail and play together. So, hey. Well, I mean, that was that was one. Uh, and the reason why I threw out Rick Mahone, because he does have coaching pedigree. He played here in D.C. as a bullet. Um, won a championship with uh, Detroit was a part of Thump and Bump with uh Charles Barkley in Philadelphia. So he but and then also he has a WNBA championship if I'm not mistaken with the Detroit Shock. And I mean you but you got to you think about the the players the well, the people that were players when we were kids. Bill Lambeer, another one. Uh you know, I, I would go after some of these, you know, you need fresh blood. You need something fresh. And it may sound far fetched, but I'd actually go after uh, Gino Oriema. You see what he do with women? Yeah, I, I don't imagine, think Gino. Uh, I, I mean, Gino I would just, probably wouldn't bite, but I'd still try to go after him. I mean, that's just a thought because it's fresh blood. You have to get somebody in here. If we can have all you that the players are going to. I think Scott Brooks is on borderline as far as as far as that situation is is concerned because we've seen Bill Wall get it hit get into it with him mm-hmm. and, and and I don't want to make too much of it because all players you know straight but um, it's I think it's time to. You know, time to make a move. I would like to see a move made, but I, I just think right now with the state of the team, you can go get an up and up and coming coach. You know, like like New York did. 
Um, but the way it is, go get Jeff on a set. Mm, nah, <laughs> nah, that was that was, he was a dumpster fire himself in uh-huh. Phoenix. Matter of fact, oh. he was so bad. His um, his old players didn't even respect him. Hey, he did bad in yeah. uh, New York too. Yeah, every team so. he had one of the players that bucked on him on the sidelines on national TV. Nah, we good. For all that, we well, might as well get Gilbert Arenas to coach. Hey, but Gil will probably get the both sides of the players. Yeah. No yeah. chill, Gil. Yeah, he'll pour them guns on him. Speaking of no, speaking of NBA coaches, uh, Tim Duncan's returning to San Antonio as an assistant coach. Just wanted to throw that out there. So the big fundamental will be a teacher now on the sidelines. So do you think the, when I saw this, do you think he's being groomed to take over in San Antonio? Because I don't, I think Pop, especially with his wife passing away. I think I think he's winding down. Oh yeah, I can agree with that. He's been there. How long has he been in San Antonio? Twenty-two years, I think. Let me let me make sure. Go ahead. But I think it's it's been he's been head coach twenty-two years. Uh, let me see. Pop been he was an assistant from eighty-eight to ninety-two. Ninety-six. I'm sorry. This will be twenty-three years. Going on twenty-four. He's been a head coach since 1996. Wow. Wow. And Pop is one of the greatest coaches. I think he's staying shoulder to shoulder with Phil, Red, uh, Dr. Jack Ramsey, because they're, they're all teachers of the game. He, You know, when you talk about great coaches, you talk about Pat Riley, Chuck Daly, Pop, uh, Phil, Red, Dr. Jack, you talk about these guys because they teach. And that's why I used to always love to listen to Dr. Jack Ramsey on the radio doing games because you learned a lot. But mm-hmm. just when you, as a teacher, I, man, I, I can't say enough about him. But this may be closing, you know, this may be the twilight. So, yeah, we'll we see. Just, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was, it was interesting that, that Tim came back to be an assistant. You know, I, I just, I just, you know, it, it ran across my mind. But what else we got next, KG? All right, let's switch gears. We jumping over to the NFL. Now I don't know where this, uh, this, 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 this list came from because you know, if you listen to the sideline junks, you know for a fact, Delonte and myself spent most of this summer dissecting list so here's a list dissect top 25 QBs of all time and my question first who comes up with this mess Mm -hmm. number 25 this is the ranking I didn't touch none of this this is the ranking number 25 Alex Smith (laughs) number 24 Warren Moon all right, BJ, what was the last name you got from me? Man, uh, I want to say it was um, – who was after Alex Smith? <laughs> Damn, it went it went dark that early? Yeah, it's, it's all fading out, man. So Wow. I mean, I guess uh, the guys in the truck were upset with this list too. Yeah, it might have been. Jeez, man. Uh, Alex Smith, Warm Moon, and I'm going backwards from 25 to uh, to 1. Okay. Uh, Alex Smith, Warren Moon, Phil Sims, Bob Greasy, Carson Palmer, Drew uh, Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Jim Kelly, Steve Young, John Elway, Drew Brees, Kurt Warner, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, Joe Namath, Troy Aikman, Johnny Yu, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Okay, um, I'm trying to go back to the list where you sent this because I um, definitely Alex Smith doesn't belong on this list. No, uh, I don't think Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer, or Drew Bledsoe or Tony Romo belong on this list. No, um, I'm trying to look on who else on here that does not belong on this list. 
Um, I think that's it. Everybody else, I think, belongs on the list, but you know, it could be you know, you could argue the order. Oh, definitely. Like uh, I, I don't. I'll go ahead, Delonte. Oh, my bad. Like like Elway, and I, you know, yeah, I might sound a little partial. You know, me being a Broncos fan, but Elway at number twelve, Elway. And, and and looking at this list, this this is uh, th- I get the impression that this is a young, younger NFL fan. Yeah, that that's the impression I get for this list because um, you can you can, you know, there's a lot of names you could argue. I mean, um, top five. I I actually don't have a problem with the top five. I do. Brady. Huh? I do. Brady, Peyton, Joe, mm, Dan, and and Johnny. But Troy Aikman at number six? Is is Bart Starr on here? No. No. That's, That's a name exactly. missing. That's definitely a name missing. I'm trying to um, – Fran Tarkenton. Is he on here? No. Nope. Okay. That's another name missing. I'm trying to just go through – and just see who's missing because, like I said, it's it's definitely. I knew we Nick. had a problem when I saw Carson Palmer. Yeah, Carson Palmer. <laughs> I was like, and then Warren Moon is misspelled. Out, and then not only that, he's number twenty-four. Like, I think I think you can make an argument for Donovan McNabb for all those names that that that, that come off. Sonny Jurgensen mm-hmm. was a great quarterback. Uh, definitely Warren Moon. You know, deserves to be on there, but I think Warren Moon uh, should be at least top ten because for the longest. Now we're talking pro football, and I had to argue with people for years about this. We're talking pro football. Warren Moon was the most prolific passer in pro football history. That meant all of pro football, any pro sport. Nobody had more yards, completions, touchdowns. He was the most prolific passer until he was passed by Henry Burris, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Henry Burris that passed. Him. Not sure, but. I was told that he wasn't a Hall of Famer because what did he win? Mm. I said, look at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, but if that's the case, then you have Dan. to say the same thing about Dan Marino. Yeah. Exactly. Um, who else on this list? Uh, you know, Philip Rivers. We're going just off of numbers. Philip Rivers is a uh, already a Hall of Fame quarterback just off his numbers. Jim Denny. Kelly. Yeah. Jim Kelly. I mean, you're talking to a lifelong Buffalo Bill fan. If that's the case, we're talking about what they won. Kelly didn't win anything, but we know that off his play and what they did in the nineties with that offense, that you know, that's Hall of Famous. And it's still imitated to this day. Yeah, it is. They you know, it's it's very rare when you get the perfect mix of people. Buffalo had it early nineties. I think Dallas had it with the triplets. I think the Redskins had it. Uh definitely with, with Gibbs in the eighties and the nineties, just the, the perfect mix of people that can run your system. Um, I think New Orleans had, shows it to a, a certain degree. Houston had it in the nineties. They had five wide receivers that could kill you. Yeah, Houston. and two running backs. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't mean the Texans. I mean the Oilers. Yeah, the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just it's just it's, it's fun to see when you have a working well oil machine. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers can be that at times when he gets hot. Um. Yeah, it's like I said, it's uh, Bob Greasy. Does Bob Greasy belong on this list? Yes, yes, he does. You know who's missing from this list? Who? And I'll probably get killed for this. Eli Manning. Yep, no, nah, you no, nah, you, you won't get killed. Um, because I was thinking the same thing. And Eli, I, I try to tell everybody, and I, I have so many people that. Doubt me. Eli's numbers are comparable to Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. They were all in the same draft class. Him and Big Ben got the same amount of Super Bowl rings, and their numbers are nearly comparable. Uh, fifty-five thousand yards, fifty-five nine eighty-one to be exact for Eli. Three hundred sixty touchdowns, two hundred thirty-nine interceptions, eighty-four point one QB rating. Now you telling me that that's not Hall of Fame worthy? And Big Ben, uh, mm-hmm. 64% completion rating, uh, 363 touchdowns, 190 INTs, 56,194 passing yards. 
with a 94.2 passer rate. But you're telling me everybody wants to say that Eli is not uh, Hall of Fame worthy. Lies. Get out of here. Stop it. So, I mean, we got we can go through a ton of names missing off this list. And matter of fact, I think we replaced them all. Eli, uh, Sonny, Donovan McNabb. Who else did we say? That was three. Hold on. Alex Smith. Um, Carson Palmer, Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo. That's four off the list. Um, Alex, uh, see, I'm, I'm, uh, I think when you, when you adding those people, I mean, if you if you looking at Bob Greasy's numbers, I mean, the people that people we're talking about adding, because I'm taking four off. And how many did we? How many did we? Did we bring up? Three so far. Alex Smith, Carson Palmer, Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo. You think Phil Sims deserved to be on this list? I think that's questionable. Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls. Like I said. I think he he probably is on the list, but just he's probably I don't think he's above, you know, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees, Elway, Young, Kelly. I don't. I mean, he he's above those guys. Well, definitely Kelly because he beat him in Super Bowls. But yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. When you if you're looking at the whole body, then yeah. Lynn Dawson should be on this list. But you got to also realize, if you look at Bob Greasy numbers, uh, Lynn Dawson numbers, you got to realize Bob Greasy had a three-headed monster behind him at running back. You had Jim Kick, Larry Zonka, Mercury Morse. That, that's, that, I don't care about that. <laughs> so I, they didn't pass the ball very much. But What about Joe? Hold on. Uh, let me see. Joe Thousman. Oh, Joe T. Hey, NFL MVP. Guess what, fellas? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a list right now. Top 20 passing leaders of all time. Okay. Um, Aikman isn't in this list. No. Because they were run Carson, over in the team. Carson Palmer is in this list. Drew Bledsoe is in this list. Dan Fouts. Curry Collins is in this list ahead of Joe Montana. Curry Collins 18, Joe is 19. Johnny United's rounds are out of 20, 40,239. Guess who else is in this list, ladies? What was that? Matt Ryan. Wow. Wow. At 12, 46,720. Uh, Eli Manning is seventh. I, I, so <laughs> I could agree with you. Yeah, he he deserves to be on this list, but Bob Greasy, I I just I can't. Well, put Bob, him. He's only at above. Say it again. He's only at twenty eight thousand right now. Well, I mean, it's not like he's gonna come back tomorrow and be like, you know what, I'm about to have me yeah. some fun. I'm trying to find his name. You said twenty eight thousand. Yeah, he's way, 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 way at the bottom. Like it don't even go past twenty. No, nah, I'm I'm past it, but I don't see Bob, Bob Greasy. Is it 28 or 25? Hold on. I think it's 28. Let me go back. Let me go back. Lynn Dawson is at uh, 28. Bob Greasy. Nope, he's at 25. So he's he's 74th. He's 74th all time. 25. 92. And Dan Fouts got to go in this list. We're talking about quarterbacks. I mean, mean, Dan Fouts is... 19, 18, 17, 16. Damn yeah, 43,000. Yeah, I mean, think about Aaron this. Aaron Rodgers is right behind him. At Johnny Hughes on this list, but I think he should be higher because if it, he, this is the game that he invented. It, wasn't, it was a run-oriented game during that time, but Johnny Hughes would sling the rock, especially, you know, he got older. He was passing to uh, Lydell Mitchell and, and, and Roy Jefferson. He had one of the greatest tight ends ever and Bob Mackey. I mean, come on. That, and to say, if you look at it, 
everybody that's on it in this top 20, they're mostly newer players, you know, 90s, 2000s, a few 70s in there. But his career spanned from 1956 to 1973, and he's 20th. That says something. That says a lot. He changed the game. Yeah. But like I said, you know, the 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 order of the list is just a whole completely different topic than taking, you know, taking the ones that don't belong off the list. So yeah. That's that's a whole different podcast, whole different sit down and numbers and you know Super Bowl and, and, and impact on the game. Well, counting you, Joe Namath. You talk impact on the game, Joe Namath, with the guarantee, the walk off, the walk off guarantee. So, <laughs> hey, but I for 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 the for what we did, I think. I think we at least cleaned the list up a little now, bit. Now, before we before we switch gears again, you keeping Joe Namath on this list? Um, I think you have to keep Joe Namath on the list just because what he did for the game. Nope. I mean, because I don't think his his numbers are Hall of Fame numbers, but I just think the I just think the impact he had on the game. And, you know, I, I think just for that, he probably – that. but like I said, that's when you have to sit down. He, I would give him consideration. Just say it like that. Okay. I would that's give him fair. consideration just on of what course. he did for the game. Roger the Dodger. Isn't Roger – isn't Roger Starbuck a Hall of Famer? But you also got to remember – you he always got – you got to remember yeah, he only had uh, the time he spent years. away in his career. He was drafted. 91st. And – 64, but he didn't play until what 68, 69 because he had to serve in the uh, Navy. I'm not making excuses if he couldn't. Play. Hey, look, okay, you're making excuses. You, you, hold, because, because, hold on, because, because I'm saying that because we have certain yes. players here that play for the Redskins that's not in the Hall of Fame and have way better numbers at their position. So that that's what I'm saying. That, I'm just making but, that comparison that if they like you, if you wanted the Golden Boys, it's true. And it doesn't help that it doesn't hurt that you play for America's team. You can get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, not making excuses. I'm just stating fact. So yeah, that's all. All I'm right. Saying. Last but that's not least, saying. Odell Beckham. What's he, Gee, me, What's Christmas. next before we head out of here? He made a few, uh, let's just say, uh, hey, uh, not hashtag, air quotation, controversial remarks because uh, they done stirred up a lot. I mean, even Terry Bradshaw done weighed in on it about his time with the Giants. You know, I was the one, I'm paraphrasing, uh, I was the one everybody was coming to see. This team wasn't no good. 5-11, and 11, but we still was on primetime games because everybody wanted to see me. Mm. What y'all got to say? Uh, I mean, you gotta kinda agree. <sighs> unfortunately, he's not. Yeah, I'm about to say. Unfortunately, he's not. He's not fitting. Yeah. You know, but I think that's the main reason why New York got rid of him. And I, I said this before in this podcast. That's not the type of organization. No matter what your skill set right. is, that's going to sit and take that. They're they're not they're not the Wizards, you know. If this was, if that was a different NFL friend, Detroit, somebody that needed that ticket draw, they would have you know got on their knees, crawled to them, apologized. What can we do for you? But the Giants aren't that. They they feel like we'll move on and find somebody else that's not a drama queen I, and. I think he's right, but also he's a drama queen. And he has to mature and grow up to 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 get. He wants to pass Jerry Rice, which is for him if he stays healthy is 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 absolutely possible. But he has to grow up, man. You know, you, you can't be the center of attention 
all the time. It's, it's 53 guys on the roster that you need to win games. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 this isn't I basketball. It up, okay, so. it was an interview with GQ. He got a lot to learn. He said, I felt disrespected because I felt like I was a main reason that keeping that brand alive. They were getting primetime games still as a 5-11 and 11 team. Why? Because people want to see the show. You want to see me play? That's just real rap. So, uh, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw weighed in, and he said, really? And he started shaking his head. He said, totally disagree. Yeah, that's crazy. And he ought to be happy. He's in Cleveland making a, a nice dollar, and they want him there. I can't I, I can't disagree with Terry Bradshaw either. Cause how many Terry's guys have David their way out of the NFL? Well, I mean, Terry's right to a degree, but he... So was T.O. Yeah, but we're talking about Odell Beckham. He's at the height of his career. And he he can make I, I think they're different. I think I think it's different. I think, you know, T.O. didn't bring as 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 diva-ish as T.O. was, I think Odell's on another level, and I think Odell does bring butts in the seats more than T.O. would. He's just because you you can't go – T.O. outworked you. T.O. hustled. Odell is a different skill set. So people are going to see if he can go – if they can catch the next spectacular one-handed catch. My man Gary, uh, a friend to the sideline junkie, he he makes a point all the time. The one-handed catch that basically propelled him to stardom, they lost that game. Mm -hmm. It was against his Cowboys. They lost that game, which doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just something like I've I've hated all my life. And me, all, all of us grew up playing basketball. I hated dribblers. I hate it. I hate seeing the cross up and you can't make the shot. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's peanut butter and jelly. You need one with the other to make make the sandwich. You can do all the dribbling in the world. If you don't make the shot, it don't matter. You can have me on the ground, on the knee, crossed up. You miss, we going the other way to score. That cross. But what's going to be on the highlight reel? And it's the same thing with Odell Beckham. He's a highlight reel. And right now, he kind of controls his destiny because it is what it is. Not only can he play, but he's going to sell out his jerseys. Everybody going to want his jersey. Everybody want to go see him play. So, I, 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 you know, we don't have it now, but I would love to see what the ticket spike was for season tickets and Single game tickets once they announced that well, Odell trade. I'm going to so, name another name that David is out of the NFL. Business, baby. It's all about money. Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, yeah. Wasn't on the same, wasn't on the same level as Odell, though. You're talking about, you're talking about how many, if we're talking about five tiers of receivers, Odell's in tier five. He's in tier five. Okay. I think Keyshawn, I would give him tier three. Okay. Tier three. I think T.O. is borderline tier three, tier four. So, you know, yeah, Keyshawn, he was a good receiver, but he's not Odell Beckham. When somebody signed Keyshawn, the the whole media wasn't going in a frenzy. It's just, okay, he signed Keyshawn Johnson. Cool. But well, I was doing that Odell last year, so everybody just riding my coattails. Everybody's putting the Browns in that division to win the division now. <laughs> you were. You were. But, you know, that's a whole nother show. But, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That's like LeBron James signing with L.A. Now, if you think the same – and I say this all the time about tiers of stars and what level of superstardom you're on. If Bradley Beal was a fridge in the sign with the Lakers, you think it would have been the, the same hype as LeBron James going there? And there's nothing against Bradley okay. Beal. I'm just making a point that they're not on the same level. You know, it, it, they're not on the same level. AD, 
LeBron, he's on the same level with Braun. KD, Kyrie's not on the same level. He's a he's probably a level below. Because Kyrie's not going to go anywhere and win a championship by himself. When LeBron went to the Lakers with the team that was assembled last year, they jumped on Vegas odds for championship contention. Just because of LeBron. And with that, so that's a wrap. So, uh, remember, send the Sideline Junkies an uh, email. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com if you'd like to get in on our uh, NFL Fantasy Football League. Go ahead and add you in on that. Uh, We got a lot coming up next uh, show, Redskins Perspective. A lot happened in the last two days, so that will be knocked out next show. Uh, Hey fellas, before I head off, are we going to try it's to make free. Uh, hey, one of these two, next Saturdays coming up? Make a, a, a training camp in Richmond. All right, we'll talk about it off. Hey, I got to get out of here, fellas. Hey, I appreciate everybody listening to the sideline junkies. Uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me, Big B one eighty one. Follow KG. Any uh, part thoughts there, Delonte? Sports, man. Uh, no, you I hit us up. Uh, Piggyback off a of week, uh, what BJ said, you know, I appreciate everybody listening. You know, check us out on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's talk some sports. Um, check us out on Instagram, uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, you know, we, we got NFL action next Thursday, Hall of Fame game. Um, the three times Super Bowl champ Broncos against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, football is back, indeed, it is, man. We might have to gather around and, and, and of course, of course, we'll uh, be talking about it. I guess we'll push next week's show back to Friday just so we can talk about it. But I'm ready for it, man. Yes, sir. So with that being said, we are the Sideline Junkies, and we are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.